Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. Entitled mom expects me to pull a credit card out of nowhere and ruins my job. After that, how to ruin a wedding for everyone. After that, this isn't a taxi, this is my mom's car. After that, Karen tells me to arrest a shopper. Now Karen assured me if we get 1000 likes on this video, she won't try doing anyone's job for them for an entire week. So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. And huge shout out to our newest official channel members, Zadir and Sarah. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Join as an official channel member today and I'll give you a shout out in an upcoming video. Entitled mom expects me to pull a credit card out of nowhere and ruins my job. A few years ago, I worked as a branch manager at a mid-sized regional retail bank. It was a small branch, so it was just me, a personal banker slash assistant manager, and two to four tellers. We had a college pretty close. It wasn't a D1 school or anything, but they had a football team, D3, which was popular locally and competitive in their division. It was big enough that every year we opened some new accounts for incoming students. One day, Entitled Mom, Proud Entitled Dad, and their new arrival freshman son walk into the branch and directly into my office. My branch probably looked like the headquarters of the bank, but it was just a regular bank in a big old school bank building that was rented. I stood up and greeted them. When I did, I looked into the lobby to see it was suddenly super busy and I didn't notice. The lobby was empty. They blew straight past the tellers and banker whose office is customer facing and inviting straight to mine. I met eyes with the head teller and she just shrugged. She later told me that everyone tried to greet them, but they weren't having it. Entitled mom. We need to open a new account for our son. Me. Great. Our personal banker opens all of our new accounts and will help you set up everything you need while freshman son is here three hours from them, at school. Let me introduce you. I always let her open new accounts so she could make her bonus. They ignore me and take a seat. Entitled Dad. Son is here to play football. Insert 10 minutes of talk about football and his role as the new freshman kicker at D3 University. I politely engaged in the conversation. Entitled Mom. You're the branch manager. We'd prefer that you open the accounts. Me. Sure, no problem. They seem to be a nice family, 
but definitely helicopter parents and a little entitled, but not story worthy. We talked a little football, good places to eat, and some general info about the area. I go over a checking account with the kid and there isn't much to it. A simple student checking account with a debit card and online banking access. Things turn. He will need a debit card right away. He has $700 cash to start the account. We don't want him walking around with that money. Can we get one today? Me. I'm sorry, but we don't print new cards at the branch. But we do have a few expedited delivery options that can help. But he needs a card now! We are also in a hurry. There are a lot of new student things we need to attend today. Maybe proud entitled dad should stop talking about football if you have somewhere to go. Me. The fastest way I can get a card here is to have it expedited to the branch in two days. There is a fee of $25, but I'll waive it. I can also have the card delivered to our branch closest to campus so freshman son can walk over and grab it. Five minute walk. We can deposit most of his money into the account now and he can keep some cash on him for incidental expenses until the card arrives. He can activate the card at the branch ATM. It's super easy. I felt like this was pretty above and beyond the call of duty to offer a good solution. Dad. He's here to play football. He can't be worrying about this. The entire time, I am of course wondering why they didn't set the account up at their home branch so he could have his debit card when he arrived. However, even with their massive failure in planning, I feel like I deliver the best possible customer service. They get visibly upset. The dad starts to get heated, mumbling under his breath that my bank sucks. Entitled mom, I need a card here first thing tomorrow. I keep my composure. I reiterate as nicely as I can that isn't possible. Dad, there has to be a way. I had a bank do it before. He practically has a vein popping on his forehead. I wanted to say, dude, I don't know where the heck the bank even makes this crap. I can't drive to the debit card plant and pick one up and I'm not a genie. It's going to be two days, but I gave the standard canned response when someone is asking for the impossible. I wanted them the heck out of my branch at this point. I offer to go meet their kid at a time of their choosing with his debit card. I actually meet him with the card at an ATM by his dorm where I show him how to activate it and use it. Nice kid. I hear from his mom at least three more times asking questions about the account and because she messed up the simple task of setting up online banking. She emails me about it several times as well. I had more contact helping her with this account than any other student account in history. She gets a survey online at random. Surveys were important to me. Anything less than a 5 for 5 might as well be a 0 in the eyes of many at the bank whose only job was looking at surveys. Part of my bonus was tied to the score and at a perfect 5.0 I led the region. 1 out of 5. A 1. And a lengthy complaint about debit cards online banking, and the branch manager's unwillingness to help. It ended my perfect average with surveys, which no one else had out of 15 branches for the quarter, and I had to write an action plan about it, because if you got a 1, it was discussed with some lame coach type person. I know there wasn't much payoff to this story, but that one still bothers me. She just had to deal with the manager. Next we've got How to Ruin a Wedding for Everyone. I just got home from the wedding of a really good friend of mine and I'm fuming. It's a long story, so bear with me. My friend planned her wedding for a long time 
and everything was just right. She always wanted a winter wedding and she had luck. It even snowed a bit today, so she was super happy until the aunt-in-law showed up with her daughter. We've got aunt-in-law, we've got entitled daughter, we've got maid of honor and mother-in-law. The daughter was wearing just a long silvery white gown. It was tight, strapless and no jacket or anything while it was negative one degrees. The ceremony. Aunt-in-law and her daughter arguing with the church officiant who told entitled daughter to wear a kind of a scarf to cover her shoulders. They yelled at him. It's a ridiculous and outdated rule. The groom told them to go with it and stop making a scene. Entitled daughter kept complaining that it's too cold in the church until the person next to her told her to just get over it. Aunt-in-law cried the whole time, so loud people started telling her to keep quiet or get out. Aunt-in-law tried to place Entitled Daughter as far in the center of the photos as she could and asked the photographer constantly to take photos of just her daughter. He said no, and Aunt-in-law got sniffy complaining about how unprofessional he was. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. With Mint Mobile, my connection is so much better than my previous wireless provider, and I'm saving so much now on my monthly bill. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new 3-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com/redder. That's mintmobile.com/redder. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/redder. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dinner. Maid of honor and best man gave both a short but sweet speech. Aunt-in-law reached for the mic. By the looks of my friend and her husband, this was not planned. She told a story about how her daughter and the groom were childhood best friends and how sad her daughter got when they had to move because she, aunt-in-law, started her own business in a town 20 kilometers away. Aunt-in-law said she was hoping her daughter and my friend can become best friends because she can learn a lot from her daughter. Aunt-in-law handed the mic to her daughter. She said she was so happy to have made it. She wants to become a vet, and as everyone knows, this is a lot of hard work, but she would never miss the wedding and made jokes about how she's now behind with her study. It looked like she wanted to say more, but the best man grabbed the mic, thanked both of them for their speeches, and told us to enjoy the dinner. Aunt-in-law and entitled daughter talked so loudly, every table could hear their conversations. They wouldn't stop talking, no matter if they wanted to listen or not. Aunt-in-law was praising her daughter the whole time and talking about her business trying to get sales. 
She owns some kind of decor ship and told me she provided the wedding with the decor. Later, my friend told me this was BS because the decor was from Maid of Honor who bought it from Ikea for her. It was cringy. The second photo shoot. The snow had melted a bit and it was kind of muddy. And that's when crap hit the fan. I wasn't there because it was way too cold for me, so I missed the final act. But a few guests told me what happened when they gossiped about it later. With that said, I don't know how much of the following part is true, so take it with a grain of salt. Apparently, one of the guests stepped on Entitled Daughter's dress and she was furious. She apparently yelled at him and called him a donkey. She just kept going even after he apologized to her. The groom finally had enough and told them to go home. This is when aunt-in-law told the groom he was a jerk the whole day to them and she didn't deserve to be treated like that. She tried to shove him only to slip and according to the guests, she twisted or at least hurt her ankle in the process. Mother-in-law offered to drive them to the hospital, but they refused. The Aftermath By the end of the day, the mood was down. Guests left early and my friend is mad. It was supposed to be their day, but entitled daughter and aunt-in-law tried to make it all about them and she was way too shy to say anything against them. She feels like it's her fault. The groom and his family are pretty mad about aunt-in-law too. The mother-in-law told me her sister was always like this and nobody on the groom's side wanted her to come because of this, while the maid of honor is upset because of the decoration lie. The family on the bride's side, who are all really non-confrontational, tried to talk it down and tried to justify the actions by saying, maybe they had a lot going on, or maybe it was our fault because we should have cared more about their needs. Next we've got, this isn't a taxi, this is my mom's car. I live near a rather popular but small party town. Every day during the summer and every Friday and Saturday outside the summer, the bars and clubs open up and a ton of both locals and tourists come to party it up. Since the region is quite spaced out and we're not in the US where two hours is considered a casual drive, most party goers opt to call a cab to get to and from the clubs. This is usually where I come in. See, my boss really loves New York, so he imports secondhand New York taxis to use here, since we're the only ones in the country driving them and we have the cheapest rates of all the cab companies around. We're the most popular and often the first someone will call if they need a cab. Now, the part about us driving New York taxis is kind of important because these cabs are incredibly out of place and easy to spot. They're bright yellow, have large printing on them of the company name and phone number, have the little sign on the roof, and have a specially colored license plate that indicates it is a legit taxi. Now, I had the day off since it was a Friday during the winter, so there isn't enough to do for both me and my colleague, so we take turns every other week. I'm not much of a party animal or a drinker for the fact, so even on my days off, I'd rather just stay home and play video games. This night, I was at home when I got a call from a group of friends that were out partying. They stupidly convinced the friend that was supposed to be their designated driver to have a few beers with them, and things got out of hand, so they asked me if I could pick them up. I said sure and got in my mom's car, my own car only having one passenger seat. Now, remember what I said about the New York taxis a few lines back? Yeah, my mom's car did not tick any of those boxes. It's a large grayish Volvo station wagon, obviously with no signs or the appropriate license plate to be a taxi. 
I get to the clubs about 15 minutes before they close. Locals with a sense of how the taxi rush works when all the clubs close are smart enough to leave early so they have an easier time finding a cab that's available. Of course, while these people are just barely smart enough to figure this out, they also are too drunk to have a decent eye for detail. To them, any car that parks in front or near the clubs is a taxi to them. Just like I do when I am actually on the clock, I lock my doors and tend to only open them once my friends are here. But unfortunately, my mom's car is getting older and the back doors didn't lock properly. Before I have a chance to react, four guys shove themselves in my back seat. One of them even reaches to the front and unlocks the front passenger door for two other guys. Now, I'm taken aback by the display, but the act of unlocking the door really gets me. I already hate it when people do this when I am working, so for them to do it when I'm not is even worse. My boss does not subscribe to the the customer is always right mentality. When we're driving, we are king and our cab is our kingdom. You can enter my cab when I allow it. Now I have six randoms in a car meant for four passengers and I'm trying to tell them to get out, but they're all singing like loud jerks so they don't hear me. As I'm trying to get through, I do hear bits through the singing of one guy trying to tell me where they need to go. And after a few repeats, he gets more irate as I'm obviously not going anywhere. I give the volume knob of my radio a good spin and a short blast of sound is successful at shutting these jerks up. With them all quiet now, I tell them again that they need to get out as I'm not taking them anywhere. They get mad, just tell me to drive and not to worry about it. As they apparently completely misunderstood what I said, I repeat that they need to get the heck out of my car. I'm not a taxi. Two of them say they recognize me from last week, which is entirely possible since I was working last week. So I'm obviously a taxi driver and I just need to take them home. Note that I never actually understood the guy that was telling me where they wanted to go. So even if I wanted to, which I didn't, I had no idea where home was. They tell me to take them to the same place I brought them last week. Now, I am absolutely horrible with faces. Add this to the fact that I'm a very down-to-business person, so I tend to not really look at the faces of my passengers. So even if I did indeed bring them home last week, I wouldn't for the life of me know where that was a week later since I had no idea who these jerks were. I tell them that even if I knew where they needed to go, I'm not a taxi driver and they need to get out. Also, even if I was a taxi driver, at least one person would need to get out since the New York taxis only have seats for five passengers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now comes the icing on the cake. One of the jerks in the back seat decides that now is an amazing time to throw up in my mom's car. I'm livid, but decide to take the middle road between private and work policy. At my work, we have a few policies regarding the stuff that goes on in the taxis, some obvious, some less. 1. No drinking or glass bottles. 2. No smoking or vaping. 3. No touching the driver. And 4. If you throw up, you either clean it up 
or pay 100 euros. Some of these jerks were too far gone to clean it up and were more likely to just make it worse. The absence of tools to clean it with at all didn't help either. I repeat again that they need to get out of my car and I add that they need to pay me 100 euros. The guys that apparently rode with me before were aware of the 100 euros policy and were obviously still under the impression that I was on the clock, but they were still hesitant to pay since obviously 100 euros is quite a lot of money for their age. They start making a scene which rocks my car all over the place, attracting the attention of two police officers. With how busy the clubs can get, the area is heavily patrolled during party hours. They come over and ask me what's happening. One of them bends over and looks into the car, seeing the passengers all packed in like sardines. Officer, you know you're not allowed to drive like this, right? Me, I know, and I wasn't going to, but these jerks won't get out, and they threw up in the back. Police officer, may I see your cab license? Me, I'm not here as a cab driver. I was just here to pick up some friends, which these guys are not. One of the police officers had seen me before and checks my dashboard. No taximeter. She checks my license plate, which is obviously just a regular plate, and she notes my frustration at the people in my car. A few minutes later, my friends finally arrive to the sight of two cops pulling jerks out of my car with one guy yelling at me why I don't want to make any money. I believe another yelled the classic, we pay your salary comment, which spoiler warning, they don't. Most of the company's income comes from special reservations and I get paid by the hour, not customer. So their contribution to my salary is minimal to non-existent. I, for some reason, now lost to me, tried to explain this to them, which was like explaining the concept of Schrodinger's cat to an actual cat with how crazy some of them were. The cops, blessed as they are, know all too well how annoying it was to clean puke from fabric, so they enforce the technically not applicable to my situation policy of 100 euros for throwing up in my car. My friends get in the car. Luckily, with three, no one had to sit in the puke, and I thank the officers for their help and want to drive off, but not before checking my rearview mirror where I see these jerks angrily walking towards another cab, a bright yellow cab, my colleague who was actually on shift. I quickly grab my phone, I wasn't driving yet, and I open an app we use for work that basically turns your phone into a walkie-talkie, hoping my colleague decided to log in despite being on his own tonight, he was. I quickly tell him not to take these people with him. The mention of vomit was all the confirmation my colleague needed to leave these guys standing. With the other cab companies already swamped with reservations, I can already imagine how long these guys had to wait for a cab to pick them up. At least it would give them time to sober up. In the end, my friends and I are driving home. I'm still somewhat irate, but we managed to have a laugh, only soured someone by the equally sour smell coming from the back. We get home, my friends pass out on the couch, I clean the vomit before it sets and put 80 of the 100 euros underneath my mom's phone in the living room since it was her car. Epilogue. The next day, my mom was not happy after hearing this story, but there was no trace of the vomit and she got 80 euros out of it. I did receive an email from my boss asking for my side of the story regarding a complaint he received on a day I wasn't even working. He promptly trashed the complaint after hearing my side and that's honestly the last I heard about it. My friends each chipped in a 20 and bought me a game for the help and trouble, so now I'm playing Breath of the Wild. Next we've got 
Karen tells me to arrest Chopper. A little setup for what happened. I'm a 21-year-old guy working security for an HOA in Texas. I had just ended a 13-hour overnight shift, which had put me into a tired and grumpy mood. My wife was six months pregnant and asked me to pick up some groceries on my way home. I agreed. I was picking up the last of my groceries when I feel a tap on the back and a high-pitched, Officer, I need you now! I look up and see a middle-aged woman who looks like she had pure rage in her eyes. I start to explain that I am not a police officer when she cuts me off yelling, I don't care, now, and grabs my arm. At this point, I am beyond annoyed, but also want to help in case something was actually wrong, like someone was injured or attacked or something. While security officers are not the police, we are required to render aid if able while in uniform. I follow the lady to the next aisle to find a woman and her kid shopping. I ask Karen what she needs and she exclaims, She stole my food. Arrest her now. The other woman looks back confused and says, What? Karen screams, You know what you did, you jerk. That was my pork roast and it was the cheapest one. Give it to me now. The other woman and her start arguing. Me, being way too tired and way too disinterested, turn around to walk away when I hear, Where the heck are you going? Still walking away, I reply, back to shopping. Next, I feel something tug on my waist. I instantly turn around to see that Karen took my handcuffs off of my duty belt and was running back to the other woman, screaming, You're under citizen's arrest! And she actually tries to handcuff her and fails. I race towards her to get my handcuffs back while she is trying to handcuff this other woman, which I am going to take a wild guess and say didn't actually steal Karen's food. And she yells at me to stop and hits me in the nose with the handcuffs hard enough to make my nose bleed. Okay, now I'm mad. I yank the handcuffs from Karen, grab her and turn her around and put her hands in the handcuffs. She screams, help, he's attacking me. I tell her to sit down and shut the heck up while I call the police. By this time, a store manager heard what was going on and came over. What's going on here? To which Karen exclaimed, He is trying to attack me! Help me! I'm on the phone with 911 at this point who said they were sending someone. After I hang up, I explain to the manager what happens. He says he will have asset protection pull up the footage and tells us all to stay put. About five or so minutes later, two officers show up, one of whom I know from when I have to call police at the HOA. He greets me and asks for my side, while his partner interviews Karen, who is now full-on crying, saying, He hit me and tried to hurt me. Finally, the manager comes back, stating he has the footage for us to view. The other officer goes to the AP office to view footage while I talk to the officer I know. A few minutes later, the other officer comes back and asks me and the lady she was arguing with if we would like to press charges. Apparently, when I turned to walk away while they were arguing, Karen hit the other woman in the gut. We both say yes. Apparently in Texas, if you assault a uniformed security officer, it is upgraded and it is the same charge as assaulting a police officer. She was hauled off into the back of a squad car and charged with assault. She also had an outstanding warrant for theft of service. Go figure. Karen will have a lot of time to think if that pork roast was worth it. I got my groceries and went home to tell my wife what happened. And shoutouts to our re-generals of the day, Pato Tato, DD Gotcha, Shy One, and Object Time. Become tomorrow's re-generals by leaving as many re's as you can 
in the comments below.